Welcome back. This is the Confident Collective Podcast, and we are your hosts. I'm Ryan. And I'm Christina. We are curb models, content creators, and some would even say comedians. We started the Confident Collective Podcast to help you live your most confident life by sharing our stories and sitting down with experts to talk about, well, life. We chat sex, dating, business, relationships, and so much more. We hope you love this episode, so let's get into it. Everyone, welcome back. How's everybody doing? Christina, how are you? I am doing amazing, and I just want to say thank you guys so much for all your messages and the support and excitement on our big move and news. I feel like it's something that, you know, I've been living in this freaking limbo for years. For so long. <laughs> For so long, like people were messaging me being like, I'm just so happy you made a decision. And so am I. And I'm just really, really excited. I'm excited to like start my life in a way, you yeah. know, and I thank you for your support this week. We are just gearing up to leave LA, doing some of our favorite things. Steve and I actually wrote down a couple things that we wanted to do before we left LA and um, read them to each other without each other seeing them. And it was so fun. So we are like, checking those off. Wait, that's so cute. Look at you being all romantic. I know it's really cute. So we're, we only have like a couple days to do them though, but it's fine. We'll get them done. One of them was, was the same, which was fun. Wait, are you going like to tell us? Yeah, I'll tell you guys. Um, cause oh. you'll see it all unravel, but we both said that we want to go hike run, run in Canyon again. Okay. That was like one of the first things that we did when we came to LA. So we want to do it together, but like as a family Cute. of five, you know, obviously duos included. Then one of the ones I said was go to dinner at Sunset Tower Hotel. Mm. I've never done that. I've been there so many times, but I've never actually been there with Steve for dinner. Yeah. And that's something I've always wanted to do. So we're going to go on a little dinner date. And then one of Steve's was like, I want to work out again at Gold's Gym in, in Venice. Venice Beach. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, so I want to go to the Mecca of bodybuilding again. So I was like, okay, let's make it happen. And the last one was just a beach day with all of us. So just like simple little things, but these are our favorite things to do in LA or things that we haven't done, but have wanted to. So I'm excited to check those off. And literally moving a family across the country is a freaking Olympics. Okay. It is wild. There are so many moving pieces. I feel like Overall, I'm handling it pretty well. I probably should be more stressed out than I am. But we're hiring movers who are actually going to pack for us. So I think that'll be helpful. And honestly, at the end of the day, it's going to all get done. So I'm just trying to be yeah. chill. I'm really impressed with you. Moving myself was difficult. Like that was stressful. So I can't imagine moving like a whole family. But people do it every day. Every day. People every are moving. Day. It's going to be It's going to be fine. Will it be chaos for a little bit? Yes. But I actually mm -hmm. think you thrive in chaos. So this is actually your perfect scenario. This is this is great for <laughs> yeah, you. except like right, right. Except I just yeah. we're just It'll trying to spin the positive here. Spin the positive. Totally, totally. I thrive in chaos. This is what I'm built for. <laughs> no, it's gonna be good and rewarding, and I'm excited. And yeah, man, like last week in LA, that's just so wild. Well, I don't want to make you jealous, but while you're packing and being in chaos, I'm going to Vegas. <laughs> I know that's oh, that does make me jealous. Have you ever been to Vegas? Of course, a million times. What do you mean? Oh, you've been a million times? I haven't. I've been I mean, one I've time. I've been like 10. What? 10, you've normally. been to Vegas 10 times? Yeah. I'd, my, the first time I went was when I was a senior in college. We went for spring break. Holy shit. And then Steve and I have gone together so many times since. I mean, we've lived in LA, right? 
Yeah. I, I, I've only been to Vegas one time and it was like, I was in my early twenties and it was so much fun, but like we got there and went straight to, what is that male strip club? No, we went to Dine. Oh, oh my God. Thunder Down Under? No, 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 no. Actually, it's not. It's like the Chippendales? one. No, it's actually oh. not a male strip club. It's it's a female strip club for part of it. And then like the back room is male. And it was like the biggest. It's like one of the biggest strip clubs in the world, I think. It's called, oh, I want to say Diamond Cabaret, but that's not what it is. Anyway. We went there. My friend threw up within, like, the first few minutes of being there. Like, we hit the ground running. And then I got into a huge fight with my friend because she wouldn't have a threesome with me with this guy that we met at this pool party. And I Wait, was so Wait, what? Mad. Hold on. Slow down. <laughs> you wanted to have the threesome and she didn't want to. Oh, okay. Here's the thing. I stand by it. I'm still annoyed. She just wouldn't leave like we were hitting up with this guy and obviously it's like two young like beautiful women like dancing with him like talking to him whatever but I'm like okay like one of us has to give up right she's the type of girl that will never give up the male attention you know she's not like oh I'll take one for the team like you have this one you know whatever so she just like did not leave and then we were like in his hotel room and like obviously I was like, oh, all right, are we going to do this or what? And then she just sat on the floor and was like being weird. I'm like, okay, if you don't want to be here, like leave. And she wouldn't leave. And we got into a huge fight and I still stand by it. I was like, you're ruining this Vegas experience for me. I want to have regrets. I want to not, I want to regret this weekend, you know? Wait, so did you end up hooking up with him? I literally, we like made out and then it was just so awkward because she was sitting on the floor. Like it was so the guy's weird. like, what the heck is going on? No, they were celebrating. Yeah, it was so weird because we were all in our like early, early 20s and he was with a group of guys who was celebrating their friend's divorce, which is so fucked, oh. which is kind of, in, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, so they were like older. Um, but yeah, we got into this big fight. So anyway, now I'm going back to Vegas and I'm doing like Vegas. That's not like super crazy party. Like I did in my early twenties. Um, and I'm, 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 I'm going to see Adele, which I'm so excited about. Um, I'm going to cry tears and just eat good food and have a little, you know, honestly, I'm really going for the outfits. Um, so it'll be fun next time. We'll have to go back and do it together after you are done moving. Vegas is so much fun. I actually feel like a lot of people just think like you can go there to party and that's it, but there's so much more to do. Yeah. There's so many great shows, so much great shopping, so much delicious food and the spas. Ooh. I think you need to go to the spa. You're staying at the Wynn, right? Yeah. I'm working with the Wynn. Do I we can't need to remember if it was the Wynn spa I went to or the Encore spa, but I still think about it. It was the best spa I've ever been to in my mm. entire life. All right. Okay. So I think you need to go to the spa. Also, do you gamble? I have never gambled in my life. I don't know how. Really? I oh couldn't God, if I tried. Love playing roulette. I mean, I guess someone could teach me. Maybe I should do a little gambling. But no, I've never, yeah, you, I've never done, I've never gambled once ever. You should play a little roulette. It's so much fun. And if you just play the minimum, you could just stay at the table. If you play like the inside minimum, you could stay at the table for a while okay. and like meet new people. It'll be a good time. All right. Perfect. Just be prepared to lose some money, you know? Okay. I, like, put $100 down, and I'm like, okay, that was my entertainment. But don't you get free drinks while you're sitting there? Yeah, exactly. So, like, literally, like, you're just you're not, paying for your drinks. You're paying for your drinks. It's fine. And maybe you'll win some. Yeah. All right, I have to tell you about this thing I have not been able to get off my mind. There is a Twitter thread going around, and it's basically called it's, – it's a tweet that's from men. And it's that okay. phase when you slowly start hating your girlfriend – and all of these men are chiming in with scenarios of when they realize they're starting to hate their girlfriend. 
And I'm going to read oh you a couple. Gosh. No, this so, is kind of depressing. Okay. So fucked up. When you cheat on her and she forgives you for the sixth time. Ooh. When she holds, when she holds your hand in public and you feel like cutting it off. Okay. Cute. And then this one, this one was crazy. It's like the more you hate her, the more she loves you back. That was me, my entire past relationship. I literally told him, I was like, you only want me when I don't want you. It's it's actually exhausting mm. and crazy. And I feel like sometimes we are like, oh, it's just like a man thing. Like he doesn't realize he needs to like buy me a gift, like whatever, like all this stuff. No, men know what they're doing. And this mm-hmm. thread, it, it literally makes me sick so if you're in a relationship with a guy who you're making excuses for he knows exactly what he's doing you need to get the fuck out and that is my TED talk for the day one thousand percent one thousand percent wow that's so crazy you know what's interesting because I do feel like girls have these conversations all the time and I've probably seen a lot of content on this but when I read this like as someone as things that men are saying it kind of hit me so differently I was like wow this is so messed up well, I, I feel think like women kind of say the same thing. I feel like when when my conversations with women, it's never like, I feel like if we don't want to be some with someone, we're more likely to just to, 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 end, to it. end it and leave. Like, I feel like yeah. women complain about like, oh, he doesn't, he never closed the cabinets. He's like, oh, I want to chop off her hand. Like, I'm like, this is crazy very different, different. Very different. This is so different. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. men want you like they're giving you so many excuses that they don't want to be in this relationship and mm-hmm. we just don't listen to them. I also feel like men are just sometimes cowards and just don't want to yeah. be the person to break up with a woman. Yeah. It's crazy. Which is so so annoying. The one that really hits me the most is when you cheat on her and she forgives you for the sixth time. Literally. Because I'm like, wow, that is, he literally has no respect for you and you clearly don't have respect for yourself either, honestly. And it's just if you're forgiving him so many times. The two narratives are so different. She's like, uh, Mm. like uh, just how our brains are working are clearly so different. It's wild. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely on a different side of Twitter. (laughs) I mean, I'm not even Um, on Twitter. I just saw it on TikTok. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Twitter is like my favorite social media platform, or at least like one that I consume a lot of time on. Anyways, let me tell you something that I'm obsessed with because obviously we're packing everything up. So even though someone's packing for us, I have to go through all my things, right? I'm like, I do not want to bring things with me to this new house that I don't want in my life. So I've been pretty ruthless with my closet. Oh, I love that feeling. I honestly did a huge closet clean out and I feel like I need to go through another time over because even getting dressed today, I'm like, oh, what do I want to wear? You know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And normally when I do these closet clean outs, I go through everything, and for some reason, I always stop at the pants. I always stop at the pants because I think that, like, maybe in my mind, it's just more time-consuming to try all the pants on, or I'm like, oh, I don't know, maybe they all fit. Like, I don't know. I want this one for a rainy day. Who knows why? This time, I went through all the pants. I tried on every single pant in my closet, and I would say about 50% of them didn't fit. And you know what I did? Got the fuck rid of them. No, oh, I thought you were going to be like, I kept some. <laughs> no, I got rid of them. I was like, and even some of them that like, honestly, fit me like a couple months ago that I like. I just got rid of them, which maybe like in a couple months, who knows, I'll regret maybe like I've just been bloated. I don't know. But I was just so, so cutthroat. And I was like, no, 
You are not holding on to a single thing that you know does not fit you. Like that is just the wrong energy. Get rid of the things that do not serve you. Mm. If you have to buy a new pair of pants in a month or two, maybe you don't. Maybe you go up in size, down in size, whatever. Maybe stay the same size. Get rid of the things that don't fit you. It literally felt like a weight was lifted off my chest because it was just taking up all this extra space. And I just, I just felt so good to just like not care at all not care at all. Well, and I think people hold on to like, they're like, oh, maybe in a month these pants will fit me. But then it's like four years down the road and those pants are just a reminder sitting in your closet of like, you can't sell fit into me. Like, it's just not good. Like, I feel like- It's just not good. It's just not good. Oh, you're inspiring me. I want to clean out. I want to get rid. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to, maybe we should become minimalists. That will never happen. No, that will never happen. Well, I'm so I'm not organized enough to be a minimalist, you know? Or maybe (laughs) becoming a minimalist will make me more more organized. Yeah, because you'd have less shit. Yeah. It would probably really help you. But anyways, it was really liberating and it felt good. And now I feel like I need to go through like every corner of my apartment and my life with that same sort of attitude. Not using it, not serving me. Bye. Yeah. Like, I don't know why we become so attached to things, you know? That's what they are, just things. They don't really have that value, that meaning, like that substance. So anyways, Cutthroat Christina is here. She's here, baby. Well, mm-hmm. we're so excited because we have two guests joining us on the podcast today. We are chatting with Mackenzie and Malia. They are content creators with over 4 million followers on TikTok and hosts of their new podcast, Big Sis Energy. And on Big Sis Energy, the girls talk about everything from relationship advice to toxic friendships, mental health, and how to be the best version of yourself. And they do it all in the tone of being your big sister. They just have the best energy. Like when they walked in the room, I was just like, you can't help but smile when you're around them. They, I really feel like are the definition of contagious confidence. Um, We have, you know, a lot of fun doing some like sisterly, who is more likely. They answer some of your questions and offer their sisterly advice. This is really just like a fun Girl Talk episode. So let's welcome Mackenzie and Malia to the podcast. We're seriously so excited to have you girls on the podcast. You just have the best energy. And even sitting Mm -hmm. here with you for like two minutes, I'm like, have the biggest smile on my face. I just love your energy. I love your content. So we're so excited to have you here. Welcome to the podcast. That was so sweet. That was the sweetest intro. I'm like so honored to be here. We love your guys' content. We love what you guys do. And I feel like the energies are combining right yeah, now and I'm like I feel, I feel I it, it. <laughs> I know no when I first saw your content I was like wait these vibes like feel so similar they feel so right like I love it we're so excited and we're so excited about your new podcast and everything but we figured that before we really get into today's episode we want to just like play a fun little game Ooh, oh so I done. love a good game it's just, I'm like I'm in yeah <laughs> just to get the energy going so okay we're just gonna go through some scenarios and you can well, I guess usually on TikTok, it's like one of the ones you point, but since we're not everyone's going to see the video, you can just answer and say who would fall into this category. Okay. Okay. So between the two of you, who is most likely to get arrested? Oh. <laughs> Probably me. I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I'll say you, but kind of, I know. Yeah. Malia. Malia? We're going to go Malia. <laughs> okay. Why? Uh, <laughs> wait, have you been arrested? I okay, so <laughs> technically, <laughs> oh shit, yes, no, I was like 15 in high school, uh-huh. and I 
got caught shoplifting. <laughs> and oh. I was a very different person. I was a child. Um, but we actually talked about this on our podcast and like explained the whole story. But yeah, it was a different time for sure. <laughs> so here's oh. the weird thing though. When we were kids, we were very sheltered and innocent. Mm-hmm. And then we went to public school for the first time in high school. So for ninth grade was the first time we ever went to public school. There was a lot of people from, you know, you know, it was just different than yeah. the small charter schools. And we were also homeschooled. So we were very yeah. sheltered when we were It's kind of like a culture shock. So when we got there, like a bunch of people that we were surrounded by, like they were stealing, but we also grew up kind of in a wealthier area. So everyone else had money. And I was like, why are you guys stealing? Cause Tenzin <laughs> right, and I, like, we, just for we the didn't, thrill of it. We didn't ha- yeah, yeah. Just for the thrill of it. But like, we didn't, we couldn't we afford. Didn't have, we couldn't afford. Obviously, that doesn't give me an excuse to steal. <laughs> no, obviously, right. but. no worries, no judgment here. You do things when you're 15. I've yes. been arrested before too. Everyone. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just like the little disclaimer. But it's fine. Okay. Yes. Well, which sister is more likely to crash a party? Ooh. Maybe me. I feel like I might be a little bit more ballsy. Slightly. Maybe. Yeah. I'll, maybe I'll go. I'll go. Yeah. Me. Let's go, Kenzie. <laughs> which sister is most likely to be CEO? Oh, Kenzie, for sure. I think me. Yeah, Kenzie's I do. such like a business-oriented mindset, mm. so I feel like she would do well in that. I feel like I'm a very, like, organized, in-my-brain type person. Yes, my room is messy, mm-hmm. but I feel like with my with other things in my life, I'm very, like, structured and organized. Um, so, yeah, maybe me. <laughs> okay. I love that. Which sister is most likely to make out with a celebrity? We're going to go Malia. Yeah, probably me because I'm single. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm locked. I'm locked up, y'all. For real. Well, I was gonna say, which sister is most likely to date two people at once? Oh, I don't think any of us could. Neither either of us, us could do that. But if we had to choose, probably, probably me. Yeah, just because I'm single again. I don't think. I don't know if I. I definitely wouldn't do that. But <laughs> I feel like my brain couldn't handle that. I feel like dating multiple people is hard too. Yeah. Yes, that's what I told Kenzie because I was like, I'm always a very dedicated person when I date somebody. And like, even when you're not actually like in a committed relationship, you're just kind of like dipping your toes in the water and just trying to like figure out who you like and stuff. It's still, it's hard. I don't know. I don't know why. Like, it's hard to focus on two different people at once. So. Yeah, so know, Malia, I feel like you, you could do it. You want, Malia, you want to have a roster. You're not one of the girls who has to have like the, the full roster. No, 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 no. No. See, I tried. <laughs> Definitely I, not not at all. I tried it because I think when I date one person, I get like my mom used to use the word obsessed, but I prefer passionate um, yes. with them. So I felt like I needed to date multiple people to kind of disperse d- like my my passion. Um, but I I tend, it is hard. To, I don't know how girls like are juggling these full rosters. I'm like, you got the bench, you got the, pl-. I'm like, this is too much. It's too much. Yes. So I got it. I feel like emotionally for me, that would be too much mm-hmm. because I'm very invested emotionally into my partner and we've been dating for three years so obviously if i was like sure. yeah you know i would be no um <laughs> i just don't think i could do that even if i was single though i don't know if i could juggle multiple partners but i'm like y'all are out here hustling yeah and i kind of respect it especially I when it's respect newer it. too you know <laughs> I, I kind of feel like in my mind if i wasn't like wiped up for 13 years like i'd be like a good player Oh, like, Christina, you'd have, have a full like, roster. I think I would. I, I feel think like you I'd would. Like that. I think I would. I'd be like, yeah. You thrive I'm like, in chaos. Sad I don't get to see this, but I'm so glad you're <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. I, know, I see the ring. The ring's pretty, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay, who is most likely to have the most children? You guys come from big families. Do you want big families? I think yes. I want around like three kids. My boyfriend's oh. like, I kind of want four, and I'm like, whoa, mm. whoa, whoa, whoa. I know I came from a family of four. Three, four. 
Especially if we have like twins, I could get down. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh my gosh! Like I would love yeah. to have twins. Oh yeah, I'm ready. Well, I, not, I definitely ready. want a big family too. I want to have four kids. Okay. Um, but I think the scary thing would be like actually having four kids because like raising them would be f- really fun. Mm-hmm. But I feel like actually giving birth to four kids would be kind of scary. <laughs> oh my gosh! Are you kidding me? I feel like that's like the easier part. Raising them, I'm like, what? I need to talk to your mom. How she pumped out like four. I know. Within five years, I'm, I'm like, like, how? I have two, and I'm scared to have more. You know what? Props though? to her. Yeah. I think with my mom, and I've had this conversation with her. I think I would want to have my kids close in age. Yeah. Because of yeah. the way that our sibling dynamic is with all four of us being in five years i'm like we're so close and we're all kind of best friends that's so nice even our younger sister i'm 20 and she's 15 and we're kind of best friends i'm like she's 15 years old but we get along so well and i think i'd want to do that with my with my kids too just like kind of all at once together yeah yeah get it done okay which one of you is most likely to take a solo trip malia oh definitely me I, I've always wanted to travel the world just by myself independently, just to experience it by myself. Because a lot of people group us into one. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I just kind of want to eventually go out and just do my own thing. Yeah, I think that sounds so fun. <laughs> I actually have like only done one real solo trip by myself, and I kind of, I, I'm itching for it. I feel like just to be able to be completely by yourself and like explore a new city, it just, oh, it sounds so exciting. Main character moment. Main yes. character <laughs> moment. Always, always. Um, okay, which one of you is most likely to not remember the night before? I don't know. Oh. I'm like, it happened to me once in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't think. I would just say you just because Probably me. Yeah, I guess, I guess me. Okay, which one of you is most likely to introduce yourself to strangers? I'm going to say me. Yeah, probably Ken's. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a little bit more outgoing. But I also, I just like, I like people. I like meeting new people. And I think that that's something that I just like to do. Yeah. I'm like, hey, guys, what's up? Or, like, I'll compliment people. I love complimenting people. If I see someone Same. with yes. curls, I'm like, I love your hair. And they might be like, whoa, that was very <laughs> upfront. But I'm like, I love your <laughs> curls. Like, I'll just, you know, I see anybody that, you know, I like the outfit. I like the blazer. Yes. I'm like, yes. girl, go ahead. <laughs> Wait, Ray, who do you think between the two of us is most likely to introduce ourselves? I don't know. I feel like we're both pretty outgoing it's hard to say but I guess I don't know I I feel like we're both really outgoing I think we're both pretty even on that too yeah I was yeah. just thinking about that as I was going through these <laughs> okay and which one of you two is most likely to make a situation more dramatic oh Me? yeah definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely I feel like I'm a little louder and more outspoken yeah and, and direct yeah. I feel like if I yeah I'll, I'll maybe make it a For little sure. bit more Wait, dramatic when's your birthday Mine's September 8th. Mine's September 7th. Oh my gosh, wait. But sorry, a, I just but like, a year apart. <laughs> but a year yeah, apart, a year right? Apart. A That's year so wild. In one yeah. day. I know. That's so crazy. I still can't believe it. Okay, so you guys, there you have you're two of four. Yes. yes. The oldest two. Um, you told us a little bit about your family dynamic, but I feel like you guys have it just exude this energy, this confidence. Like, can you tell us a little bit more about your upbringing and what would, that was like? Cause like, you're obviously super close to your siblings now and to each other now, but were you always so close? Actually, no. Um, I feel like after quarantine, we were all kind of forced to hang out together. Mm. And that's when my youngest sister, she was kind of growing up too. And I feel like she matured a lot during that time. And we kind of were forced to hang out together and we all just became best friends. So I feel like that's where our relationship kind of blossomed as like all three of us sisters and even our brother too. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was a, that was a cool time. And like 
scary time too, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. but for your family to get closer. Yeah, for sure. yeah. And I think too, when Malia and I were younger, we have always been very close. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even some of the problems that we have as sisters have kind of always been the same problems since we were very young kids or like, like, yeah. like what? not even problems, but like, I think for us are, what would you say like our main Cause we don't really fight. We don't get into like screaming fights, but if we have like some type of conflict, usually if we're like obviously working together, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like it's the same thing. If you're working with a partner, you live with them, you work with them and you're spending almost 24 hours a day with that person. There's obviously going to be yeah, conflict for sure. I, yeah. Because even when we were younger, like you were saying, our conflicts were still the same. It was more like Kenzie was kind of more like loud and outspoken. And sometimes she'd tell me what to do and kind of be bossy, which is interesting because she's a younger one. Um, you think the older sister would be like that, but no, I, I'm a little bit more, I guess, more laid back. Yeah, laid back. But normally I don't, sometimes I don't say what I'm feeling, but then it builds up and then I'm like, okay, like, can we not do this? You know? Totally. So I yeah. feel like that's been our issue since we were younger, but then also when we work together, sometimes it can be that conflict too. So it's just like working through that communication, I guess, more yes. than anything, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think our communication even is a little bit different and we've worked this a lot throughout the years but Malia she'll think about things for a long time and then it'll kind of boil up and she'll be like hey you know for the past 20 years I've been feeling this I'm like right gotcha so why didn't you tell me this 20 years ago right why didn't you tell me this you know yesterday when you were feeling this way and it was in the heat of the moment and I can understand too you don't want to act on emotion sometimes Mm -hmm. and you want to take that time to really feel what you're feeling and have a reason and an explanation to give to somebody of maybe, okay, I'm feeling this way because you said this and this, and I had time to think about it Mm -hmm. versus I feel like for me, sometimes maybe in a situation with Malia and I, I could be like a little bit less self-aware and I don't realize, oh, I'm coming across this way to her. But in the moment I would love it if she just like snap at me kind of and be like, Hey girl, don't do that. And I'd be like, Oh, didn't mean to come across that way. I don't want to hurt you because I love you and you're my sister. So totally. that's kind of that. But we've always been besties. Like we've always been yeah. friends since day one. So <laughs> yeah, other than like the little small conflict, a lot of people ask that. They're like, well, why don't, why don't you guys fight? Like we really don't. Mm-hmm. Like we really don't. Or if we do, we're not filming it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, so, my sis- we both, Ray and I both have sisters. So I have a younger yeah. sister. Ray has two sisters as well. Um, and we're all like really close with our sisters. But I will be honest, like my sister and I used to beat the crap out of each other. Like <laughs> when we were like we are best friends now, but we were not always best friends. And I feel like it just took some growing up. To like kind of get on the same page, you know yeah. what I mean? And now like I literally talk to my sister like probably twice a day, even though she lives across the country. So um Aww. I totally get it. No, I think it's my- nice, but- my older sister used to terrify me. Like I would wear, like I remember vividly like stealing her shirt and like wearing it to school. Like stealing each other's clothes was the thing we fought over the most. And I would like wear a zip up jacket and like zip it all the way up out the house so she wouldn't be able to see. And then she would like see me at school in her shirt. Like we, she would rip me to shreds. And, but now we're happy. Now we, now we get along really well and I, we love each other so much. But growing up we were like, I was terrified of her. So you've always been close. But did you always want to start something together or what inspired you to start social media and like creating content together? I think we always knew that we'd be a good team Mm -hmm. in whatever we do. And I think we were actually so we were homeschooled when we were younger, like I said, Mm -hmm. but we were in the same grade. Our mom was like, you know what? I know you're a year apart, but let's just put you guys in the same grade. And we kind of just tackled life together from day one since we were in the same grade in preschool. And I think since then we always 
saw each other's strengths and weaknesses and how we kind of balance each other out. And I think that from that point, we saw each other obviously in each other's lives for the rest of our lives, <laughs> but in a bigger way working together. I don't know if we knew that was going to be social media, but we're kind of really blessed that it, that it is this opportunity and we're able to do it together. Well, the crazy thing is too, is we didn't even mean to, especially TikTok. We didn't mean to go on TikTok and Mackenzie was like, we should do this dance video. This was like 2019, summer mm -hmm. of 2019. And she was like, let's do this dance video. And I was like, what's TikTok? Like, I don't know if I want to <sighs> do this. And she was like, let's just do it. And I was like, okay. So we made a dance video and it got like, it got 60,000 views overnight. And we were like, what the heck is going on? Like, this is wild. And then we told our dad and he was like, what's TikTok like? Is that even good for the app? I was like, 60,000 views is a lot. Especially yeah. like yeah. 2019 too. Yes, yeah, yeah. So we were like, this is crazy. Then we kind of forgot about it a little bit. What about our lives just working? Um, we used to work at a daycare and, um, and then we did school as well. But um, yeah, so <laughs> we started posting again in 2019, November. So like a few months later mm -hmm. and a video went crazy viral. And Kenzie and I were like, you know what? I think we can do this. So we just started posting consistently after that. And that's kind of how it turned into what it is today, like doing tutorials and makeup and hair um, and just like lifestyle content. So yeah, I think hair was like the biggest switch for us. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not even kidding you. When I first saw you guys, I was like, that hair. <laughs> I was like, it literally stopped me in my tracks. And oh. like, I guess if you guys are, aren't are watching it, they, and well, you have braids in right now, but they also They're have gone. the most beautiful, Thank luscious you. curls. Is it your curls that you feel like stopped everyone <laughs> or just like you guys doing your hair in general and showing different styles? We didn't really start wearing protective styles till earlier last year mm -hmm. yeah um so i think it was it was always the curls and i think for the curly community a lot of people straighten their hair so it's just dead and mm -hmm. that's how i was my hair was dead damaged to the nth degree i thought there was no coming back mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was when we were in middle school and high school i would just straighten it and sometimes i'd curl it after I straightened it and it was a weekly thing and I'm like this is you know I can't go back to curls because there's no curls left right yeah and there there were curls there they just needed to be kind of revamped mm -hmm. and we spent a lot of time um trying to learn how to do our curly hair but we also documented that journey so if you scroll back to the very beginning you'll see kind of like the transformation of oh my gosh it was kind of straight at the top and then stringy at the bottom and all different types of curl patterns. And it took a while to actually revive it. But yeah, that was kind of the beginning of like the whole hair content. And I think people liked that they could see the, the whole journey. Yeah. It wasn't just, okay, our curls are perfect. It actually started from kind of somewhere, you know? This is what Ray's been telling me to do for years, by the way. I've been trying. Well, your hair is straight today, isn't it? I know. This girl has the most yeah. This girl has the most beautiful, like, curly hair. And I'm like, look, you need to embrace the curls. Like, this is so fucking cool. Like, like, like I, I have bone straight, like, flat hair. But I'm like, Christina, like, this is, like, why are you not embracing this beautiful, unique feature about yourself? And finally, she did it and she got bangs too, which I think the bangs are the game changer. They look so fucking good. Oh um, oh um, you're really goodness. not representing your hair well now. I know, aren't curly bangs like the coolest thing? I'm like, you They're just- so cute. You could throw your hair up in a bun and just have the curly bangs and you automatically, like, if I see you walking down the street, I'm like, that bitch is cool. Like she is. Jaw dropped. <laughs> You all know we love skincare over here. Feeling good in your skin has such a huge impact on your confidence. And especially as you know, 
I turned 30 last month. I'm getting older. I'm really focusing on really investing in good skincare and looking after my skin definitely more than I have in the past. And I will say my biggest skincare regret was not wearing enough sunscreen. I have gotten so much better in recent years, but even this past summer as I was like in Croatia and was in the mountains in Colorado for my birthday, I hate to admit it, but I got sunburned a couple times this summer. I have so many regrets. So if you're like me and got a little too much sun this summer and you wanna hit that undo button on UV induced aging, I need to tell you about OneSkin. OneSkin products are powered by the revolutionary OS1 peptide. Their scientists have shown that it can actually reverse the biological age of your skin by several years, which is just crazy. And now that it's fall and, you know, we're, we're getting cozy, we're not spending as much time in the sun, this is when our skin can take a little break. And it's also the perfect time to try One Skin. You can focus on repairing and rejuvenating your skin after that summer damage. So head over to oneskin.co and explore how their products can fit into your skincare routine. And if you've listened to our recent episode on skincare, I'm obsessed with checking all of my products to see if they have any pore clogging, pore clogging ingredients. I want to start that sentence over. And if you've listened to our recent episode on skincare, you know I am now obsessed with checking all of my products for pore clogging ingredients. And One Skin OS1 has zero pore clogging ingredients, which we love. It's time to get started with your new face, eye, and body routine at a discounted rate today. Get 15% off with the code TCC at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code TCC. We only have one body, one skin, and only you can choose to make it better. Age healthy with one skin. There is nothing like having kids to keep you on your toes, which is why I'm so thankful for ZocDoc. Nicholas is recently squinting a lot when he points to things, and I can't tell if he's like trying to be funny because he seemingly has really good eyesight, but he's squinting a lot. So I was like, okay, obviously I'm concerned. I need to find an eye doctor. Neither Steve or I wear glasses or contacts or see an eye doctor, so I have no one on a roster. So of course, I went straight to ZocDoc. I love that I can filter through my insurance and availability because I'm not trying to find a great doctor and then have to wait weeks or months to see someone. I literally called another doctor that my pediatrician recommended. They were like, sure, we can take you for an appointment. We are starting to take appointments in January. I was like, what? Absolutely not. No, with ZocDoc, you can find someone with availability within 24 to 48 hours, which is exactly what I need. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. And you could filter for ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat almost any condition you're searching for. These docs have all been verified from actual real patients and not bots. I use ZocDoc for my family, and now that I'm moving to a new city, I'm excited that I have a resource because I'm going to need to find all new doctors. So if you're looking for a great doctor, go to ZocDoc.com confident and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com confident. ZocDoc.com confident. 
Okay, so you guys started doing your TikTok together, and obviously you've grown to like what over like four million followers now, which is huge and so exciting. I guess if anyone is wanting to get into TikTok or into content creation, and they're scared and they don't know where to start, and like they but they like have a passion to do it, can you give any advice on what you think makes a successful TikTok creator? Be yourself. Be authentic. Malia and I have always been authentic. We were never kind of trying to like please a certain type of person. We were just kind of living our lives on social media. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's kind of beautiful. I actually saw a video. It was Matthew McConaughey and he has a 15 year old son mm -hmm. and he didn't let him use social media. He never let him use social media until now. And he's like, I don't want my son to wake up in the morning and think, what can I show to the world? I want him to live his life. And if there's something valuable that he walks through, be like, oh, wait, I can just, you know, record this or snap a picture of this and then show it. So it's like you're living your life mm -hmm. and you're posting as you're going, but you're not living your life to post. So I think that there's a difference there. There is a huge difference there, yeah. actually, because I think about like old school content creator ways and it's like planning huge trips and planning everything like to shoot the content versus like just doing what you're organically doing and shooting along the way. I would say, too, I feel like everyone thinks the app or just social media in general is so saturated, but like. Mackenzie always says this, but like there's no one that is you and you bring so much mm -hmm. value to whatever you're doing in life. And even if you want to post like hobbies or passions that you have, you're adding something to the world and to social media. So I feel like it's just do it, honestly, mm -hmm. and post mm -hmm. what you think is valuable or even tips that maybe you know or you're knowledgeable on um, because you might be able to help somebody out. Yeah. And I think it's to being consistent. A lot of people ask us like, OK, how many times a day do I need to post? How many times a week do I need to post? Obviously, it has to be realistic because you want to be consistent with it. You can't mm -hmm. be like, okay, I'm going to post seven videos a day and then stop after day two. Mm -hmm. right. I think realistically, we post, we try to post twice a day on mm -hmm. TikTok. We try not to go on social media on the weekends for work. So, you know, we'll post, if we have any batch created content, we'll post that on the weekend. But most of the times, it'll be two times a day, Monday through Friday. And we also kind of like to post in real time. Mm -hmm. and it can be a little challenging with editing because it takes time to edit, but I try my best to get stuff up in real time. That way people know, oh, this is what they're doing today, and yeah. this is what they did earlier this morning, and I think it's more fun to live totally. that way, and like when I see content creators that I really admire i'm like oh my gosh like this is what they're doing today and i kind of like fangirl over that i'm like oh okay like that's so cool i love these tips yeah and i love that it feels like you guys it feels like you're just hanging out like if i'm watching you know get ready with me whatever i feel like i'm there just oh getting ready like you said listening to music and then it's like oh look at this like if you're with your friends you're like what blush are you using oh that looks so good you know what i mean it just feels super personal and it doesn't feel like you're speaking to this like huge audience but everyone I feel like you really make your audience feel seen and really personal which I think is so important but I would love to hear about your girl's confidence journey because I have to say when I was like 2021 20, I don't think I was as confident as you just your energy is contagious I'd love <laughs> to just hear kind of have you always been confident was it kind of how you were raised or how homeschool like if you could just kind of walk us through your confidence journey over the years, if you think there's been anything that's really made you be the confident people that you are today. First of all, thank you. And I feel like it's there's so much that kind of goes into it, just growing up in general. I, I feel like the main thing is like not caring what other people think, but I feel like that's so hard to just say that because yeah. like, like easier said than done, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think growing up, 
it has taken me a long time to actually get to that point, especially in middle school. I always cared too much about what other people thought. And a lot of people would, you know, take advantage of that because they're like, oh, you're so nice. And like my, my friends would be like, you know, take advantage of that. And I think I realized after that, that I had to stick up for myself, but also not care what they would think in return of that. So I think when I got into high school and more so out when I graduated, I felt like I kind of realized who I was and I was like, I don't, I don't really care what people think. And even same thing with social media. I feel like that kind of brought it out of me as well. Like when Mackenzie was like, let's start social media. And then I was like, I do kind of care what people think a little bit. And then Mm -hmm. I started posting. I was like, you know what? Screw it. Like it doesn't matter what other people think because I think we're all in this world too, where we think everyone's thinking about us Mm -hmm. when in reality they're thinking about themselves. And when you kind of switch that view, then I'm like, okay, well no one really does care about me. Mm-hmm. So that's not kind of where a my way of like devaluing you, yes, but yeah. almost like people aren't hyper fixated on whether you're succeeding or whether you're failing. Right. And no mm-hmm. one's looking at those things as much as you are about yourself. I think for me, I think when I became the most confident was actually my junior year of high school. I, I feel like I remember it pretty vividly and I still struggle with a lot of insecurities. And even I feel like in the past month I've been dealing more with like kind of seasonal like depression in a way where I've been feeling like the most insecure that I've ever felt and I feel like on social media I'm still perceived as like oh she's so confident and hearing you say that makes me so happy because I'm like oh like I am really confident but there's times where we all struggle and it's different and it looks different for so many different people and sometimes you can't even see it it's more so within Um, but I think when I became the most confident was my junior year in high school Um, throughout high school, we were in a predominantly like white area and we were, there was not a lot of minorities. And I remember that kind of plays into like the whole hair thing too. You know, no one had curly hair, everyone had straight hair. Mm -hmm. And I was very insecure because people would constantly point that out about me. Oh, well you're, you look different. Your hair is different. You are different. And I saw different as a negative thing. And I saw it as a bad thing. And for me, we, like Malia said, we were kind of rebelling a little bit freshman year, which Mm -hmm. she said in the very beginning. (laughs) And our parents were like, okay, public school, not the best idea for you guys. We're going to do online school for a sophomore, junior and senior year. We were like, okay. So we do online school and we start working and doing school and doing social media. And I think being taken out of that environment where I was very insecure and looking at myself so much of, oh, I am so different than everybody being taken out of that and realizing that those things for one don't matter. If people think that me being a different skin color, me having different hair, if they think that as a bad thing, then I should not be around them. And I should not surround myself with those types of people Mm -hmm. because those are surface level things. And for one, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And it is beautiful and it's different in the area that we were in. But I think that getting taken out of that circumstance, I really grew a lot. And I feel like I started finding who I was outside of my physical appearance to people and who I am as a person on the inside. And that's how I feel like I really found my confidence. So I think it's really interesting because it's so easy to be put in those scenarios and constantly like want to please other people or doing things for other people and comparing yourself to to everyone else. I feel like that's something I've always struggled with too. Yeah. And it's like, once you realize that like literally no one cares and if they do, that says so much more about them than you, like mind your own business. 
then you're able to be more successful and more confident. But I do think it's like way easier said than done. For sure. For sure. And I do think it's a lot of it is like exposure therapy. And kind of like you said, like you were always thought like people were judging you, judging you. What do, what do they think? But then you start putting yourself online for everyone to judge. And you're like, wait a minute. Like, it's okay. Like, I'm like my own worst critic. Like, let me be in charge of how I feel and not anyone else. Yeah. But I think sometimes putting yourself out there and like taking that risk can really be like what makes the change in your confidence. Yeah, for sure. And that's exactly, I think what it, what it did, honestly, because having, um, I, one thing though, I feel like with social media, we don't get a lot of hate comments. Mm. And I feel like if we did get like a huge amount of hate comments and hate DMs, I might think a little bit differently about that. Um, but with the little amount of hate that we have received, it's easy to think, okay, wait, let me, let me backtrack a little bit. I'm like, where was I going? With? You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> well, I think that's just like a um, testament to what you guys have built. Like you're saying you don't get very many hate comments. I think that's just a testament to your energy and the people that you're attracting that are going to be positive and build each other up because that's exactly what you do. And that's almost kind of the point I was going to make before I, before I lost track there <laughs> was like, I think we, we expect the worst mm -hmm. and I feel like not having hate was just such a surprise. And I was like, Oh, why, why aren't we getting hate? Why aren't we getting these negative comments? And it was just such a beautiful surprise. And even when we see people in person that, that follow us, it makes my heart so happy because I've never had a bad experience. Everyone we've ever met has been so like kind and genuine. Cause you know, you the know that fake people. nice, mm -hmm. they're mm -hmm. not fake nice. It's yeah, like just real nice. genuine and authentic. And I'm like, it's so hard to find people like that in general, like genuine and authentic people. Yeah. But seeing them so frequently and being able to have those like encounters is heartwarming, honestly. No, 100%. <laughs> we feel the same way with our community. We're like so blessed and like love like the positive vibes and, and energy. And it's funny that you said that because I used to like be really, really concerned about like what people in high school thought of me. And like, I'm like been out of high school for like too long to admit. Okay. <laughs> and then like someone from high school, well, like, message me and be like oh my gosh I love your videos and I'm like wow like that support from someone who like I don't know you're worried about or you're like wait they, they don't even care of anything like why was I so scared like they're actually like really positive and nice like I think more people want to be happy for you and want to see you succeed than you tell yourself and that yeah. you think I feel like it's very easy to be like oh my gosh like people want the worst for me or people see me in like a negative light or whatever um but when you're able to look at yourself from like from an outside perspective I think a lot more people are like happier for you than you think yeah that is I so was, true I was gonna say too one thing that has really helped me the past like few months has been like affirmations because we're always like telling our own selves negative thoughts. And I, I always notice that with myself. I'm like, okay, I have to break that cycle because that's when I kind of go into like a little spiral. Mm -hmm. And when I look at myself in the mirror and, you know, tell myself certain affirmations about myself that I am, and I know that I am, it, I feel like it, it builds my confidence a little bit more. So I feel like that'd be my tip to like other people too. When like you do feel down about yourself or you feel insecure, that's what has really helped me. So 
I love that. (laughs) Yeah, we love being our biggest, our own, our biggest hype woman for yourself. Our own biggest hype woman is what I'm trying to say. Um, Yes, that's so good. We actually asked our community, we said we're having it on the podcast, and we had them submit a few questions that we would love your input on um, because some people are needing some sisterly advice. So we're going to run through a few questions. Okay, the first one. I'm excited. Yes, we love giving um, uh, solicited advice here. Hi, I just wanted to say I love your podcast. I'm the only girl in my family, and so you all feel like sisters, and I love that. I was wondering if you had any tips for a successful morning routine to start off a good day. Definitely doable, but heavy on the romanticizing life aspect. Anyways, love you all so much. I love a good morning routine. First of all, love you, boo. Hi. (laughs) Um, I think, I mean, for a morning routine, I think it's so important to kind of be consistent in what time you wake up. So obviously, like, if you're, if you've got to go to work at nine, Give yourself some time. Enjoy your coffee. Make sure you can do your skincare routine. For me, I need some time to drink my coffee. Like I need 20 minutes to myself before I even do my skincare. I will wake up, walk to the Keurig, put my Keurig pod in and get my coffee. And, And I have 20 minutes to do that. And I'm like, okay, I can sit. I can sit with myself. And really like I do go on my phone. I know. I know you probably shouldn't go on your phone first thing in the morning, but I do it. It's, it's a habit. Um, so yeah, I go on my phone and I drink my coffee and I just have that time to myself before I start adding in other things that I'm like, okay, I need to do this. I need to do this throughout like a checklist type thing of to-do list of the day. Um, I have my coffee, go on my phone and have some time to myself. And then I do my skincare, get ready for the day, put on an outfit. Even if Malia and I, we work from home. So I like to put on that outfit, even if we're just going to be at home doing whatever we have to do. Make your coffee cute. Get a really cute mug. Mm. Make the little, yes. I, okay, my Keurig has like a little latte maker. Mm-hmm. So I always like whip up my creamer and then pour it into the little shot of espresso. Oh, I, mm. I feel like I'm romanticizing my life every single morning just because of that one latte. And like it's, <laughs> yes. Now that it's fall, I have this cute little spooky mug. So it's like, it makes it even better. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, it's fall. Even though it's still like 90 degrees in Arizona. <laughs> I feel like it's, yes. the, it's the little things. And yeah. even too, like taking your skincare to the next step, maybe put on some like eye patches in the morning or do gua sha. Or like or ice do roller. Ice yes. roller. Like do the little things that would be like on a good self care day. Do those every day. Mm-hmm. Take care, do, do it for you. Do it for your mental. Even if it's not just for like physical. 1000%. I love all of these tips. I think that's so good. My sister is a year into her relationship and I like her boyfriend but I know my parents don't love him. Her parents don't approve, okay? And I don't know how to communicate between the two of them because I want my sister to be happy, but I also understand my parents' concerns. Mm. So it sounds like she's validating her what parents. her parents are saying. So yeah. that's, I feel like, the first thing to take note of mm-hmm. is she probably sees some of those red flags. Yeah, I think it's important if you have a good relationship with your sister to communicate those things. Mm-hmm. Maybe even if your parents don't have like let's say as close of a relationship as you do with your sister, maybe you think about the things that your parents have said. You take the things that you really think are true, like red flags, and maybe you take that to your sister and you have a really good conversation of, I really, really love seeing you happy and I feel like you're in a really good spot, but there are a few concerns and our only main goal is to see you in the most healthy relationship um, have you seen any of these things or do you notice any of these red flags as well? Yeah. And maybe you just have like an open conversation instead of, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like that's the best way to go about it. Mm-hmm. Cause obviously like your family are the people that love you the most. And so they don't want to see you get hurt. 
and they kind of, especially from an outside perspective of a relationship, you see things for what they are. Cause when you're in a relationship for me, like I'm always, you get clouded, you get clouded and you like overlook things, but then towards the end you're like, okay, like I I can kind of see some of those things. I, I speaking from experience, cause I actually just got out of a relationship. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like your family usually does know know you the best and even like with Kenzie too she she always sees things that like sometimes I don't see or like can confirm a red flag where I'm like oh, am I overthinking this I would not initiate a conversation mm-hmm. about her partner unless she asked me first mm-hmm. and I feel like I didn't want to overstep any boundaries and say oh I'm thinking this way about this person because I feel like it's not really my place as well because she is so happy mm-hmm. you know what I mean so I think that in that in that time she would open up the conversation and then I would be as open and honest and super authentic and vulnerable with her that, you know, there was some red flags that I maybe saw and I would bring those to light even if she did not agree. Yeah. Um, because she was opening up the the conversation as well. I think maybe if your sister isn't opening up the conversation, be very respectful and you can still initiate the conversation um, but be gentle um, mm-hmm. because emotions are obviously right. in, in, in full force. Because so. you don't want to come off as like you're judging the, totally. the situation because you're just there to really like help her and be like, hey, like I've noticed these things. So yeah, just being careful on like how you come across when you say it. I know. I think these family dynamics can be super, super hard because you obviously want the best for your siblings, right? But like you also don't want to judge someone's relationship. You don't want someone to like automatically be in like defense mode. Right. Um, Especially because I feel like that drives them closer to their partner. Oh, it's so tricky. My sister was dating a guy and I was like, I hate him. He's a loser. I handled it so badly. Like it was, I I could not have done it worse. I was like, what the hell are you doing? He sucks. Like literally did it the worst. Then we didn't speak for a year, but now we're back on great terms, but also she dumped him because he was a loser. So anyway, because he did suck. He did suck. But I think the delivery, as you girls were saying, is very important. Don't do what I did. Okay. The last question, I can't help, but feel competitive with my sister. I I don't feel the same competitive energy coming from her, but I still can't help compare our lives. Do you have any advice? We've actually had a few, I've seen a few DMs of people saying that they have that type of relationship Mm -hmm. with their sister and they Mm -hmm. don't want it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's good to realize that, okay, I don't want to compare myself to my sister, um, but it's happening. And opening up that conversation again and talking with your sister of like, hey, um, I don't want to come off as like, being super competitive but there's something in my brain here that and maybe your sister feels the same way and you don't really get that energy but she feels it the same way as you and you just don't know because you've never talked about it I think communication in every type of relationship sibling parent um platonic romantic any type of relationship communication is so 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 important because you might be feeling the same way and you just don't know Mm -hmm. yeah I also think with in this sort of situation, honestly, like you have to think about like why you're feeling competitive because a lot of that might be coming from like someone else. Like I, I feel like a lot of times parents compare their kids to each other. So maybe you're hearing like your parents compare each other and then you're like, wait a minute, like I'm so different than my sister. Like I don't want the same things as her. I'm, I'm trying to do different things. And I feel like there, if you're realizing where like that type of energy is coming from, because if it's not coming from your sibling, maybe it's coming from your parents or someone else, then that's a conversation you need to have with them too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, stop comparing me. Cause like, I don't want to yeah. feel this way. Like it's not deep down inside me. It's being manufactured from the things that you're saying. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Cause I feel like I, I could see that like where maybe someone 
takes someone's side Mm -hmm. and they kind of favor a sibling more than the other one or it seems that way in your head when they're like constantly talking about the other sibling and you're like well their accomplishments don't take away from mine Mm -hmm. like we're both like we're both equal even though we're doing different things totally I mean I know like I get super sensitive sometimes like when I'll hear my like my friends or parents or like even be like oh my gosh like this is like a silly example, but it's true. Like be like, oh my gosh, like I love this influencer's outfit. I love their content. I love this and that. It's like, wait, like what about mine? And it doesn't like invalidate you or like right. they're, it's not saying that they don't like yours, but it's so easy when you're like feeling a little insecure to automatically like be in that defense mode and feel like everyone like likes someone else better than you or is comparing you to someone right. else. And it's like, that's literally not the situation at all. Well, you take it so personally. Take, I, I really, can relate. I yeah. can relate for sure. I feel like too, just calling it out sometimes helps like, like, oh, like, oh my gosh, like I, you know, tell your sister like, oh, I'm so happy for you. But like, honestly, like I'm a little bit jealous. I want to do that too. And then you can kind of like use that and to like motivate <laughs> really yourself that, right? or whatever. I'm like, I'm jealous. I'm going to go do it too. You know what I mean? And like, honestly, like I think jealousy is like, can be a difficult emotion, but it's also a natural emotion to, to have that when you see, you know, someone so close to you, like your sister, maybe doing something or have an opportunity that you want. Like, I think just voicing like, hmm, I feel a little jealous. Like, I'm happy, but also like, make room for me. You know, like, I think you can have like a support each other and then build each other like a, a, and both go after something, you know. Um, and I think voicing it is is helpful as well. But you girls give the best advice. Like I said, the best energy. We loved having you on. I can't wait to see what you do next. Um, you're killing it. Um, do you guys have any exciting things coming up that you want to plug? Biggest energy to us is being a community for people who maybe they don't have siblings. Maybe mm-hmm. they do have siblings, but they're not close. I mean, I think sisterhood is so important mm-hmm. and I think even if like I didn't have sisters I would just be sad like honestly <laughs> like having having such a close relationship with my sister and having that environment where we can say things you know we can if something's wrong between us we can have that open communication and I feel like that relationship is honestly so important to me and being able to have the platform that we have now to talk about real things and be there for the girlies who follow us um, is so fun. And it's so fun to have that like slumber party vibe as well. Yes. So I think being vulnerable too, because I know like if I have a lot of struggles, I know other people can probably relate or have a similar struggle and hopefully that our advice can maybe help them. So that's kind of like the whole goal of the podcast, but yeah. Oh Vixus my. energy. <laughs> Thank I, you guys so much for having us on. Seriously, yeah, this was so fun. You guys are, you so, guys sweet. are so sweet and very cute too. You guys are both so cute. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know. Oh my god. Your face, you're so it's cute. Such a bundle of joy, both of you guys. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Okay, so Vixus Energy is the podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Where you think? Where can they follow you? Yes. Um, the TikTok is Mackenzie and Malia, and then my Instagram is Kenzie Grace with an underscore. And mine is Malia Alexis underscore, and our Vixus Energy account on Instagram is bigsis energy with two y's okay amazing you guys thank you so much for coming on and hopefully you guys will see us on bigsis energy soon yes. we gotta have you guys on the podcast yes. be so fun anytime thank we'll be guys. there thank you bye. bye thank you so much for tuning in today for more information on this episode check out the show notes on our website theconfidentcollective.com and find us on instagram at confident collective and if you really loved what you heard screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories and don't forget to tag us